another episode of why do we own this dvd we still we we still don't have a theme song gotta jump on that (laughs) we'll get one by episode 100 (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) that's sooner than you think i know this This is is what 81 80 81 i think uh next friday was 80 Wow. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, yeah, this is a podcast where we talk about our DVD collection. I'm Diane. This is Sean over there across from me, who is now laying down. I'm waiting for my tea to get ready, to be ready. Make, to, warm up some coffee in the microwave. It's too late for coffee. I'm old. It's not. It's only seven. I'll be up all night. We live in a cynical, cynical world. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah, we talk about our movie collection. And tonight we're talking about the 1996 romantic drama sports comedy. It's not a comedy. Is there? I don't know if it's a comedy. Okay. If you're going to be tired like this, I'm going to walk out of the room. <laughs> I don't I don't think of it as a comedy. I mean, there's funny parts. It's more romantic drama. There's funny parts, yeah. But I mean every But every this isn't geared towards the comedy section. But humorous, sarcastic quips from Cuba Gooding Jr. does not a comedy make. So we're talking about Jerry Maguire. Uh, directed, written and directed by Cameron Crowe. It's 24 years old. It doesn't seem that old. It holds it, up pretty well. It it does. And I was both surprised and relieved because it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. And I loved it when it came out. I saw it in the theater with my friend Rachel. I kind of wanted to see The English Patient. Uh-huh. Um, but sh- we ended up seeing Jerry Maguire instead. Probably a good choice. It's a lot better than English Patient. <laughs> Even though English Patient won like Best Picture or something. Is that the thing or in the in the cave? It was like a cave. Yeah, maybe. It's weird. It's like I Lawrence mean, of Arabia, but with airplanes. And Ray Fiennes <laughs> and... Uh, What's her name? Yeah. Kristen. Scott Thomas. Yeah, that one. Um, I loved this movie at the time. And obviously I've seen it, you know, here and there since. But it's been a while since I've seen it. In like modern times, I guess, where everything that you once liked is now wrong sure. and bad. <sighs> but watched it last night and I was like, this movie is still fucking great. And Tom Cruise is still putting out what I think is his best performance. It's a good performance. I don't know if it's. I his... think it's his. I mean, it's certainly better than Magnolia. <laughs> you think so? Why do you hate Magnolia? You hate his performance? Because he was nominated for that. I know. 
should have won. People say. Well, again, how many times am I going to talk about the 1999 Best Supporting Actor nominations? <laughs> this comes up in every fucking episode. Jude <laughs> Mini Driver has fallen by the wayside. <laughs> now it's no. the 99 <laughs> Jude Best Law, supporting actor. Jude Law should have won, but Tom Cruise and Haley Joel Osment was up there. Michael Caine should not have won. Okay. Um, was that snow falling on Cedars time too? Ew. No, no? I don't okay. think. Or oh, that- yeah, it was. That was 99, okay. but that wasn't nominated for anything. That was shit, right? Am I getting that confused with Cider House Rules? Probably. They have similar titles. Yeah, that's what Michael Caine won for. Haunting of Hill House, House of Haunted Hill. Oh, God. The Haunting. That was also 1999. Uh, uh, so Jerry Maguire uh, did not come out in 99. It came out December 13th, 1996. Um, I didn't see this movie until after Cuba had won his Academy Award. Oh, really? Because so his acceptance speech uh-huh. had no context for me. Okay, you're just like, wow, he's excited. And then I saw the movie, I'm like, ah. Oh. He did his scene from the movie over That's and over. That's fine. Everyone loved it. But it was great. I mean. Everyone loved it. People, everyone was charmed in that theater. In yeah. the shrine. Yeah. This is back in the shrine. Was it? Yeah. 96? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, 97, the awards. But yeah, it was. Because I think it was in the, at the shrine up until. I saw it in the shrine. So. 2001, 2002, maybe? You went, you, went to 2000, you went to the 2001 Oscars. 73rd. Yes. And I think short just after that they switched to the Next year, Dorothy was, Chandler. Nope, Kodak. Kodak Theater. Dorothy Chandler is the same as the Shrine. No. Okay, they're all different. Okay. You talking about the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. That something's there. Golden Globes, Grammys. The Grammys are usually in New York until they moved. Doesn't really fucking matter, does it? No, it doesn't. Uh, so Jeremy Guire. Like I said, written and directed by Cameron Crowe, starring uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., Renee Zellweger. Those are the main uh, three. Regina King. Regina King. She's great. Is dynamite in this movie. She's dynamite. She's, she's dynamite in anything she, she does. She crushes it with bad hair. I don't like her hair in this movie. The fact that she did this role. Seven years before her unfortunate role in a Cinderella story. Oh, disgusting. I, I remember that. Remember we talked about her role in Cinderella story Kinda. and how awful it is. She plays like the chick of the, the waitress at the diner. Yeah, yeah, And it was yeah, such yeah. a bad role. That was seven years after this. I mean, yeah, okay. Anyway. I, I think she had unfortunate hair in this movie, though. Well, it's 96. I know. Which, that kind of dates it, and the fact that no one has a smartphone. <laughs> they all, and landlines are everywhere. Well, they have cell phones. Yeah. Which, Mo- they have mobile with, phones. And tennis you still got to pull out. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we know what that life is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were a young person watching this movie. Oh, like, like our, oh. our daughter would have no clue what was going on. Yeah. She's like, well, I don't understand any of this. Well, no, they would know because, I mean, they would say, oh, yeah, they're talking on those old... Look at those old phones. Those old cell phones. Can't do anything on them because they dial. There's no screen. It's just numbers. Oh, what do you do with that? Um. So this movie is about a sports agent. 
uh, named Jerry Maguire. It it's Tom Cruise's most charming performance, I think, because he. It's interesting because he plays. He's very schmoozy. But he's not like successful. He's not, you know, like oh god, he's well, playing a really great guy. It's he's because- not. He has. Definite faults. It's because he's been the most successful. And then he has like what he considers a breakthrough. Realizing he hates himself. Yeah. And so he. He writes out a mission statement. I mean, he sabotages his own career. He mm-hmm. he hoists himself upon his own petard. Oh, here we are again. Yeah, he writes a, a mission statement. In a manifesto. Manifesto. People call it a memo, and he's always correcting them. Mission statement. About, basically, fewer clients, less money. More personal attention. Yeah, because of uh, his... His mentor. Dickie Fox. But it's really... um, Put your balls out there. (laughs) You know who that guy was? Uh, Who? Yeah. uh, Uh, The copy guy? He's from Alice in Chains. Oh, really? That explained the long hair. He's the uh, guitarist and vocalist. He's not the. He's not um. He's not like the main. Well, Chris Cornell. He's not Chris it? Cornell. Yeah, I know that. I would have. I would have. Yeah, he's. He's from Alice in Chains. So. It's a Jerry Ken. Jerry Ken. So Trump. what causes this this um this like breakdown of Jerry's? That fucking, that fucking kid. kid. The the son of the hockey player. <clears throat> so there's a hockey player that Jerry manages. Was it Tony Remo was his name or Steve Remo? He's gotten like what, his fourth concussion. Yeah. And he's in the hospital and he's like, I need to get back. Because he won't get his bonus pay if he doesn't yeah. play 65% of his games. And so his son, you know, is talking to jerry he's like this is his fourth concussion shouldn't, shouldn't someone, someone stop him yeah. and then jerry being jerry is like you know what it would take a you know train to stop your basically a, tra- a it would take a lot to stop your dad you know and he's trying to be like hey your dad's awesome he's unstoppable but the kid's like no not like at, at what cost you know basically and he says fuck you flicks jerry off even though it looked like his pointer finger. <laughs> I, know, I wonder if, was like, if he felt kind of weird about it. I mean, my point is the camera's far away. Yeah. And it hits Jerry like, wow, what what am I doing? What am I in this for? And that's when he realizes that this is, has to change. His relationship to these these athletes has to change. So they're at like at some kind of conference, right? Is when that memo, the mission statement goes out. Maybe because they're all like they're all oh, they're on a junket. Mm, yeah, because mm-hmm. what she says. Yeah, because Dorothy's there. But yeah, so everyone at his agency, SMI, mm-hmm. Sports Management International. Yeah, maybe right? sounds good. They all get this mission statement, and he's applauded for it, but. A lot of the guys know that that's a, you know, that's a nail in his own coffin. Yeah. They're all like, wow, he's done. Because they're like, how long do you give him one week? Well, yeah. And then the worst of them all, 
Bob Sugar. Played beautifully <clears throat> by Jay Moore. Oh, oh my an... God. And Jay Moore just has that. He's got that, that... shitty fucking just yeah. punchable face. Yeah. He's the Martin Shkreli of, <laughs> of this agency. You just yeah. want to like punch yeah. him so fucking. He's. And he kind of jumps in and is like, you know what? Well, I'm going to take all his clients because he's having a meltdown. He just. He just gobbles up that mm-hmm. scene. It's Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, he's. It's so good. It's such a a shitty character. I love him. So Bob Sugar ends up taking all of his clients except for, well, two. He's got Rod Tidwell of the Arizona Cardinals, played by Cuba Gooding Jr. And he has uh, Cushman. He's got, yeah, Rod Tidwell, who's kind of just <clears throat> past his prime. Mm-hmm. And Rod, I mean, and Cushman, who's... Up and coming. He's the hot commodity. Yeah, he's in line for the number one draft. Yeah. Played by Jerry O'Connell. I like him in that role. Yeah. It was like right after Sliders. Remember oh, the show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Not right after. Well, like five years after. So he did nothing in between. No. Um. Yeah, he's like down to two clients. And he gets fired from SMI. Which is... It doesn't seem like there's any kind of upper management. Not really. That's kind of like contra- It's almost like they're just like a, a consortium, just a, a, a you know, a, they're all sort of like equal partners kind of. <clears throat> and it seems like everyone else just kind of decided to push him out. Yeah. I mean, Bob Sugar's the one who fires him. He's, he's, he's sort of been nominated by everyone else, it seems like, to just deliver the You're news. Gone. Even though Jerry Maguire was the one who kind of mentored yeah. Bob Sugar. He was his mentor. Which is fucked up. And I mean... They're like, you You can't, you're, you... McGuire's one of the main guys who built SMI up to yeah. the status that they are. Yeah. So, he leaves, he takes... He has the... The fish. Well, the, the break, <laughs> his breakdown scene is yeah. fantastic. Which we, of course, saw in Half-Baked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do, which is just flip out. Well, I mean, and that's where we get the show me the money. Well, yeah, that's when he's trying to keep that, yeah. Tidwell. Which, I mean, Tidwell causes him to lose a good chunk of his clients because they're all on hold. Yeah, but he keeps them on the phone because he, he doesn't shut up. Yeah. And, he's, and it is kind of heartbreaking to watch all those lights just sort of blink out. You're like, oh, shit, there goes all your chances. <clears throat> all your clients gone. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, yeah, he leaves. He leaves, and uh, a woman that works in accounting, Dorothy Boyd, played by Renee Zellweger, decides to go with him. They had a a brief encounter at the airport prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of listened to him tell his story. Uh, about how he proposed to his fiance. Oh yeah, on yeah, the plane yeah. she kind of eavesdrops. She's like, "Oh God, it sounds like a nice life." I like her line. First class used to be a better meal. Now it just means a better life. Mm-hmm. It's a good line. There's uh, a there's um, a lot of there's a there's oh quite a, there's a shitload of good there's lines like a lot of good lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. A couple cheesy ones, but a lot well, of good ones. But not in like a God, not in an eye roll way. No, in just a. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, 
yeah, Dorothy decides to go with him because she believes she read his she's mission statement. She's moved by his mission statement. And yeah. she's like, I believe in what he stands for and I'm going to go with him. Even though I have a kid, I'm a single mom and I live with my disapproving sister <laughs> who is my favorite character in the movie. Bonnie Hunt is... Oh, she's She plays Laurel, her older sister, and she's very disapproving of every choice she makes and she is my favorite character she is as good in this role as rupert everett is in my best friend's wedding total scene stealing every time they're on camera you said that and i thought rupert grint and i was like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like ron you i mean i love ron but (laughs) what okay uh yeah yeah i mean she's definitely every time she's on every time she opens her fucking mouth god it's gold because it's it's exactly what you want to hear. Because didn't she say that she her, created, character, her character was designed as the voice of the audience? Yeah, because she's saying everything that we're thinking. Like, yeah. okay, you're moving too fast. This guy, you shouldn't you shouldn't go for him and all that stuff. So she's the most real of all the characters, and she keeps this movie grounded. Yeah, and she, you know, she a little bit of the comedic tone too, but. She's so so good. <laughs> I mean, she's the she's the angel on Dorothy's shoulder, and Tom Cruise is the devil, pretty much. Well, in a, in a way, I mean, uh, sorry, I mean Tom Cruise isn't like trying making her do anything. He's causing a lot of the bad choices that she's been making. You think he is, or is Ray? No, Ray is shoplifting the pooty. So Dorothy yeah. has a son named Ray, played by Jonathan Nicky, who you know exactly who we're talking about. If you've seen this movie once, you know who we're talking about. Human head weighs eight pounds. I only know that because of this a, fucking kid. Talk about a fucking steen, a scene stealer. Scene stealer? Yeah, a scene stealer. <laughs> this fucking kid. <sighs> I. You can't, you can't not just fucking fall in love with this kid. Like every time he smiled, I smiled. Yeah, you could be his in the goofy worst, little smile. You could be in the worst mood. The cutest fucking thing you've seen all day. With his big old glasses and his spiky hair and, and his, his lisp, his and, lisp, and his "I gotta go to bed." I hear my mom. <laughs> I want to go to the zoo. The fucking zoo is closed. Just Let's really... go right now. Let's go to the zoo. Ray, the zoo. You know, fucking zoo is closed, right? <laughs> I won't tell. Oh my god! Like he's, oh, I mean, he's one of the reasons why this movie is so great. I mean, they're all great. I love everyone in this movie, but I can't imagine another kid because you know you usually see kids you're like, oh fucking Hollywood kids. Yeah. Not this one. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Um. And of course, Jerry, you know, he starts working with Dorothy because they started a business together and he gets to know Ray and he falls in love with Ray. I mean, he's like, this kid is great. I love this kid. And, you know, Dorothy's falling in love with Jerry. Yeah. 
Um, and I do like her her when she's kind of not arguing, but kind of justifying her social life situation to her sister. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm the oldest 26-year-old I know. Yeah. Like women my age are out trying to get a man, keep I'm, a man. I'm trying to raise, raise a, a man. man. Yeah. Yeah, because her husband, who wasn't that great anyway, but yeah. he died. Which we don't know how, right? No, they don't really talk yeah. about it, and it's not really an important part of the story. Yeah. We know that he's out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Ray doesn't have a dad. And to see Ray attach himself so quickly to Jerry, mm-hmm. and she sees that, and she's like, holy shit. Well, I like when he's like, give me a hug. Yeah, and then he kisses him on the cheek. and Because as an audience member, you're watching, you're like, oh my God, that's yeah. adorable. These guys, and you're, you know how Dorothy feels. Yeah. Going, oh, I've never seen my son do that with another man. Mm-hmm. And then you see Laurel, her sister, going, mm. <laughs> please don't. No. <laughs> um, and now this happens later on, but one of my favorite lines that Dorothy says about that whole thing is, she's like, I found a guy who loves my son and who really likes me. Mm-hmm. This is showing, you know, the, how Jerry feels about them. He loves Ray, and boy, he sure really does like me a lot. That's yeah. what she says. And it's so heartbreaking because she knows it, that he doesn't love her the way he, she wants him to. You know, to, to him, at that moment, she's Ray's mom. Mm-hmm. Great kid, and oh, his mom's cool. Yeah. But he doesn't... She feels he doesn't love her for her in a romantic way, in a partner way, you know. And and I think it's almost as if she, that's okay with her. Well, that's what... Because... I mean, that's later on when the she's Her like, whole world is her son, mm-hmm. you know. At first it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I feel like she was kind of denying it. Like, oh, she probably knew, but she didn't want to think about it because things were going great. But when she does realize, and she's like, you know, this is after, because they end up getting married. You know, we're mm-hmm. skipping ahead. That's fine. Because he breaks it off with his fiance Avery. Avery, played by Kelly Preston. Who oh. is so good she's in this. She's such a bitch. Oh, she's my so, God. She's, she's such a bitch. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I mean, very small part. Oh, yeah. Um, But effective. She is remarkably cute. She's... No, she's cute. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in 96, yeah. She's older now. They all are. <laughs> they all are. <laughs> but, I mean, she looks, because when you see her, you look, she looks, you know, oh, she's so cute and everything. And then she's like, oh, she's vicious. dynamite. She's just yeah. explosive. And, and her character. Terrifying. Yeah. And it's so scary. Yeah. She doesn't give two shits. Yeah. She's pissed that Jerry lost his job and couldn't keep his biggest client. Mm hmm. And she doesn't have time to cry about him. Jerry, there is a sensitivity thing that some people have. I don't have it. I don't cry at movies. I don't gush over babies. I don't start celebrating Christmas five months early. And I don't tell a man who just screwed up both our lives. Oh, poor baby. That's me, for better or worse. Losing the job wasn't the big deal because she knows that he can fight and he can get it back. He can get them back. Mm -hmm. But when he loses Cushman, she's... Now he's turning into like a loser. Now it's like a losing streak. Yeah, the whole the whole Cushman stuff. God, it, it Bo, pisses me. Bo Bridges. He's uncredited, I think. 
Bo Bridges. Oh, is he? But the part he plays in this movie. Such a piece of shit. Oh, my God. So Cushman, played by Jerry O'Connell, we said, he wants to go um, number one in the football draft, NFL. And it's going to be either Denver or San Diego. You know, he'll either surf or ski. And um, Jerry is, you know, trying to get him the best deal. And and Cushman's dad, he's like, we're with you. Because Bob Sugar tried to poach him. And he tells Jerry, we're with you. My word is stronger than oak. Mm-hmm. And then comes to the, the night of the, the NFL draft. And... Um, Sandy and Jerry got San Diego like a to what like a really good deal, and they're like we want to go with Denver. They, he got a good deal from San Diego, saying that they're going to trade him for to Denver. Mm-hmm. Which would have got them what where they wanted to go, but not the amount of money that they wanted. Yeah. But little do we know that. Cushman actually talked to Bob Sugar, who... Mr. Cushman, the dad, dad Cushman. Dad Cushman. Talked to Bob Sugar, who basically lied to him, said, oh, Denver doesn't want to work with McGuire. Mm-hmm. Work with me. I'll get you the deal you want. And so they made a deal with Sugar and... um, Oh, the line that... Mr. Cushman says to him, he's like, when, when did you sign with Sugar? And he's like, about an hour ago when you were upstairs with the black fella. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because Jerry was promoting Rod Tidwell that mm-hmm. night. His one, his one his other bona fide client. client. Yeah, his other client, yeah. you know. After he worked the room with Cushman, he worked the room with Tidwell. But, God, it's just you, you want to punch Bo Bridges during that. So you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe he went there. He's like, oh, you're a racist old Texan. Oh, okay. And it, I mean, it looks like Jerry Connell is kind of like, he feels bad. He's, he's in the middle of it. He, he is. Because he, he says, him. I just want to play ball. I just want to play football. He mm-hmm. doesn't understand the the business side of it and he doesn't want to. He's just like, just get me on a team I want to play. But, um, so oh, yeah, yeah, Avery. Bo, Bo Bridges is uncredited. <laughs> but, so Avery finds out that he lost Cushman and she gets pissed at him and he's like, you know what? We're done. We're over. And she, <laughs> she punches him. A couple times. A couple times. <laughs> knees him in the nards. <laughs> punches him. And, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. And that's when he goes over to Dorothy's house. Drunk. Drunk with the cut on his eye and he, yeah. And we find out that the zoo is fucking closed. The fucking zoo is closed, Ray. Oh, my God. I read that that, that scene was ad-libbed when. He's talking about his dad? Yeah, when they're on the, the couch. When he's, like, his dad worked for, in whatever, for 30 United years. United Way? United Airline? United something. Salvation United Army, Way. wasn't it? United Way. Was it United Way? Yeah. For 30 years or yeah. something, he just, yeah. I mean, he's drunk. He's talking to a, like, six-year-old, seven-year-old. I don't know how old Ray is. Yeah, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. And Ray's just like, let's go to the zoo. <laughs> let's go to the zoo. And then finally, Jerry's like, Ray, the fucking zoo is closed. <laughs> and then you get that silence. You said fuck. 
such a <laughs> oh my god it's so good oh is it don't tell your mom and then he's like oh i hear my mom i gotta go <laughs> i just love him oh he's so funny And I mean the whole, well, and the whole like sort of the driving aspect of the movie too is that Rod Tillwood needs his new contract, mm-hmm. and he needs it to be enough money for him and his family to live off of. Yeah, because this is his last round of football. He's done after this. After yeah. the next, he said, talks about he has like years. a ten-year shelf life, and he's halfway through it. And he's got maybe maybe five years left. Yeah, yeah. And so so a, like a deal comes in. From and Ben like Fry. One. <laughs> who so I, weird. the whole time, I'm like, who is this guy? Why do I know him? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's got fucking Glenn Fry. The haters own. So it's the like 1.3 million for four years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's, I mean, it sh- it's a it's, shitty contract. It's a minimum, fo- it's football player minimum wage. <laughs> minimum wage. Even going, I was doing the math last time. And I'm like, Sh- I'm nowhere near that over three years. But hey. <laughs> I mean, you see that on the facts, the first season, was like three hundred something thousand. The next season was three hundred something thousand or whatever. Yeah, I mean it's so. I mean Rod Tidwell's pissed because he does have an ego and he does have an attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife, Marcy, played by Regina King, is really pissed because she's like the business side of this relationship. And I love she's like I majored in market marketing. So did my husband. We know what we we know the four the crown jewels of the yeah athlete athletic endorsement shoes car. Whatever she Shoe, car, clothing line, soft drink. I know about the four jewels of the celebrity endorsement dollar. And yeah. <laughs> like when she's she's getting all all mad. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm just a little pregnant. I'm just a little right pregnant now. right now. And she really was pregnant at that time. I think <laughs> later on, you know, she's not as pregnant because obviously time passes and uh-huh. so her character gets bigger, but I don't think she I don't think was she was that ever that big. big on camera, yeah. Yeah. I mean she was pregnant, but she yeah. was still in her yeah. Because I don't think that much time passed. Between filming? Between filming. No. So let's talk about Jerry and Rod's relationship. It's it's fraught. It's very fraught. Because um, they it was one of those symbiotic relationships. They need each other. I mean, and they're constantly butting heads yeah. over job and, you know, take this job, don't take this job. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take this job. Fuck Reebok. Mm-hmm. You got to take this job. Yeah. You know. I want this money. And and finally, Jerry's like, you know what? Because Jerry has learned so much during mm-hmm. this thing, you know. But he's like, you need to stop fucking playing with your head. Start playing. Like, remember what made you start playing this game in the first place? He gets so mad at him. I mean, they're fighting. All, they're fighting all the time. Help me help you. I love that locker room scene <laughs> where he, Tom Cruise gets so big. He's like kicking the wall. Fine, fine. You know, are those fine. are those like hand dryers that are above him? Maybe. Why are they so high? Well, because Tom Cruise is short. Is that because so that you know. can dry your body off? Maybe, maybe. I don't really know locker room. Because at first I thought they were like emergency like supplies and kind of things, but oh. they looked like hand dryers with a little. Well, in my uh, when I took swimming lessons, uh-huh. the locker room there were dryers that you stood under. Okay, so to yeah, dry that- your hair. So that could be what those were then. I, mean, why I, was, I was, you know me, I would stand under, under. To stay warm. Because it felt so nice. I mean, because the only locker room I've ever been in 
was like high school and we didn't have shit like no that. not at school but like we had skanky towels that you had to dry off i mean at the pool in yeah, the yeah, locker yeah. room yeah there were dryers you specifically stood under yeah so that's probably what it was i know anyway um yeah so he's like you need to start playing with your heart or none of this you know matters and and then rod's criticizing jerry's obviously sham marriage yeah i mean he's married dorothy you know, but we... Because we know that Jerry can't be alone. He can't be alone. You see his bachelor party video? Everyone did. With, what's her face? Lisa Ann Hadley. Okay. A name that means nothing to anyone else, but we know her as Angel's wife. <laughs> Angel was, or Colmanaris. Colmanaris, yeah. And he was Ra- a DP. That we worked with. She was Rachel from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Luke's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Was that her name or wasn't that Rachel. his daughter's name? No. no, that was her name. What was his daughter's name? Because she walks in and he goes, it's Rachel. She was like, the Rachel? The Rachel. Okay. Yeah, so Jerry's gotten married to Dorothy, but um, Rod, right away, he's like, you shoplifting the pooty. And Jerry's like, I did not shoplift the pooty. Maybe I shoplifted the pooty. Okay, maybe I shoplifted the pooty. Which obviously, I mean, which means you're in it for the kid. You love the kid. And so you're like, oh, well, I'll just hook up with the mom because then I could be this kid's dad. It's, you know, it's a single mom thing where, you know, single mom gets a boyfriend, but, you know. I love um, when Rod's telling him about single single moms. How he was raised by He was raised mom. by one and... um how different they are. It's like a sacred are. bond. You yeah. Know, it's, it's how different they are from... Single women. Single yeah. women. Yeah. Because he's like, you... If you don't love her, you need to tell her. Mm-hmm. Or, you know. Um, and it's obvious because in the wedding video... Oh, God. Yeah. The camera's on, Their on wedding. Jerry. There's so many, like... And he does not look excited. Heartbreaking he's, moments that are so subtle. Because she's... Cause Renee Zellweger sees it and Rod Tidwell sees it. Yeah, I mean, the camera's kind of focusing on on Jerry's face and he's, you know, he looks visibly stressed out. He looks like he's about to have a job interview. You know, he's like rubbing his forehead. He does not look like how you would think. He doesn't look like he's excited. You know, weddings, everyone should be happy. It's a look of dread. Yeah, and she sees it. Rod sees her noticing it, Mm -hmm. you know, and he, yeah. Um, And that's when Dorothy's like, you know, that's when she gives her whole speech about they, they shouldn't be together. What what does she hand him, though? Is that like an annulment that he just had? Is she offering remember. him like an annulment? It's like, it looks like a bank statement. Oh. But she hands him some papers. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't know. Like, I wonder if that was like just, we can annul our marriage. You know, this was a mistake. We obviously know this. So here's your way out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember her handing him anything. Because they don't make a big deal of whatever that was. But I always assumed it was like just, you know, sort of this will dissolve our marriage. Yeah, it could be. I met a great man and he loves my kid. And he really does like me a lot. (laughs) It's just so sad. Um, So they kind of like... They're ready to separate. Yeah. but Because she we, takes the job in San Diego. Well, that's before they got married. Because she was like, I'm going to take the job in San Diego. 
Oh, he's like, right. I'll come visit. Well, that's what he's saying goodbye to Ray. And he's like, well, maybe we should just get married. Well, that's when Ray is like, just go. Yeah, just go. He's in the car and he looks so sad with his big old glasses and no smile. Just go. And right. and Jerry feels awful. And that's when he's like, well, what if we just got married? And we could save money on insurance and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, I would say yes too. Like it, he's he's offering the marriage as a business strategy. Really, yeah. is what it yeah. is. And yeah. at that moment, she's like, "Yes, hell yeah, I love this guy." Yeah. And my son likes him. But. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, they kind of were like, "Okay." Well, they agree to separate. They agree to. They agree to have like distance. Put distance to have really, that break. Yeah. Because he, yeah, because he has to travel. Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. She's like, let's consider this trip a really long break. Yeah. So, um, biggest game of the season for Rod, for Jerry, his only client, Monday Night Football. It's the Cowboys versus the Sun, not Sun Devils, Cardinals. Sun Devils, Arizona State. I'm a, I was a Sun Devil! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like when Sugar Bob Sugar comes up Thinking Jerry Maguire hasn't shown up to be with his client. Oh, yeah. And he tries to like Tr- poach tries again to poach Rod and Rod. Rod's like, go away. And then Jerry comes up and, and kicks you know, Sugar out of there. And he's like, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> kind of nudges him. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at this point, Rod is still still hasn't gotten the contract. Because he's, re- he's, well, he's ready to play out his existing contract and then just you're gonna become play a free out agent. Your current shitty contract. Become a free agent. You know, Marcy's She's like, you're going to reject this shitty contract. You're going to play out your, your existing your current, shitty contract. Your existing shitty contract and become a free agent. Which is a risk because if he gets injured, he, he doesn't make... nothing. He gets nothing. And Jerry tells him, you get injured, you get nothing. But he's like, you took a risk on me or took a chance on me, I'll take a... You know, I took a chance on you, you take a chance yeah. on me. That's Rod's mm-hmm. line to Jerry. And he's like, okay. Here we go, Monday Night Football. Having the- Best night of his career now. Yeah, he's making all sorts of catches. You know, he's a wide receiver, mm-hmm. right? A tiny a one. A little one. Yeah. I guess um, after Cameron Crow casted Cuba Gooding Jr., he didn't he didn't realize that wide receivers were actually bigger than that normally. <laughs> and so they wrote into the story about how oh, he's a shrimp, shrimp you know, yeah. and all stuff because he's like, oh, he is kind of smaller than normal wide receivers are. I'm not saying wide receivers are you know, defense tackleman or anything. But I mean I think Cuba Gooding Jr. is under he's probably like five eight. He's five ten in the movie, right? Is it, is yeah, he's, he's probably five eight. Because he yeah, looked like know. he was maybe like two inches taller than Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise could have been on a box though. Yeah, well, you can look out. it up. I'm gonna put my money on five eight if it's true. I I say Tom Cruise is five six. I say Cuba Gooding Jr. is five eight. But I don't know what I mean. I am to be lies sometimes too. No, oh, I know. I mean, Wiki has his height as being five ten. Okay, well, he might be five ten, and Tom Cruise could have been on a apple box. And it's still that's still not or very stacked, tall though. Stacked heels. Tom likes those too. It's it's still not super no, tall. No. For a football player. Um. <clears throat> uh, but then, um. So he's having a good night. But then he 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 catches. He catches the winning touchdown. In the end zone. Gets knocked out. Knocked out 
hard. He gets a, it's a hard knockout. I mean, he's like he isn't dazed. He's out. He's I mean, unconscious. Yeah. And Marcy's at home with her new baby because she's you know been pregnant the whole, yeah. whole time. She had her baby, Katie. <laughs> Is she? She goes in labor. Oh baby, baby. Oh baby. Oh, yeah, they're all. Eating <laughs> Y'all take Lisa. Take it. Yeah. And they're all. I don't. I hate you seeing movies by by yourself. I hate That's seeing so movies gross. by myself. They're so cute. It's gross. <laughs> You're all. I hate them too. Um, <laughs> but they're all watching the game, you know, from home, and she's freaking out because her husband is not moving. And the stupid announcer, oh, you. This is the time you hope their family yeah. isn't watching. Who the fuck is watching Monday Night Football if your husband is playing? Yeah, I, eh, I think I'm gonna watch something else instead. And I do like his brother, kind of. And trash talking all night, and she's just starts she's freaking out the on shit him. Out of and, he kicks kicks him. Him. and you realize how tiny she is. Yeah, because someone picks her up, and she looks like a little kid kicking That's this so dude. Uh, but she's just absolutely beside herself. And then she's on the she's on her clear plastic telephone. But um, he eventually he gets up. Yeah, you know he wakes up from his unconscious. Now, He's only out for a few minutes. Is there any way that they would have left an unconscious on the on the field that long? I, we don't know how long it was. It I does seem like it's forever, but it, that could be the how it's perceived by the family waiting. It could be because she calls Jerry. She's like, "Tell me, yeah, you know," because they they go to a commercial break. She's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, you know. So, um, does Jerry call her? Yeah, because yeah. she's like, "It's Jerry Maguire." And she's freaking out. Yeah. He's saying, you know, he's still he's still on the field, and he's kind of walking her. Yeah. Through it, we don't. Yeah, we don't know how much time has passed. Because it seems. Because you don't want to move the person. But you would think they would have brought a truck out by then. Eh. You know. They're trying to get him up before they get the truck. Right. We don't know how sports. But I work. mean, you do need. We do. We can't have his victory moment if you don't let him stay on the field. Yeah. He opens his eyes. He's and they're like, "Can you hear us?" And he's like, "Wait, let me just enjoy this moment." Yeah. And he's smiling, and you're like, "Oh shit, he's gonna." So he gets up and, um. You know, he got a touchdown. So and, he, I mean, the entire stadium is chanting his name. Mm-hmm. They're freaking out. It's and everything he's ever wanted, but... It's his marquee moment. You yeah. Know. Not that he wasn't good, but that he let so much stuff get in the way. Yeah. You know, his attitude. He had all and his, his baggage. His, his baggage, yeah. Um, and he does his Paula Abdul choreographed dance. Oh, was it? She she choreographed. I'm like, what the fuck? She do the little step. Yeah. Um, and he does his Lambo leap, you know, up into the stadium. Well, and his and his handstand into a into like spin, the break dance. Into a break dance. Yeah, spin. that was him. I Which mean, Which was great. Yeah, and this secured their um, they get to be in the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. So this was a big moment, and, and Jerry this, this pumps his value up immensely. Yeah, because Jerry sees the owner, uh-huh. Glenn Fry. He's like, you owe me money. And he's like, I know, I know, you know. So then they get their. On that one guy. On, on Ray, that. Ray's, who, who's uh, that guy? I mean, I've seen him. That one. Yeah. What's his. Interviewer. He's someone. Um, And the thing is that football, he always makes athletes cry on his show when he interviews them. And he's like, look at these guys. I'm never going <laughs> to. I would never do that. But then when he's on, he's like, you're not going to make me cry. But then they're like, well, we have some good news. And they kind of... Oh, yeah. Roy Firestone. Okay. It's like, well, we do have some good news. We just got your you know, news, that your contract. 11 million 11 point, point something. something yeah. Four years. 
And you'll you finish out your career in Arizona where you started. Yeah. Which and is what he always wanted. Yeah, he's a Sun Devil. But he was willing, willing to give it up to go, you know, free agent after yeah. his shitty contract. Is of course, <laughs> he can't hold it in. He just starts bawling. And so thinking. we get his Academy Award speech, Academy, basically. Yeah, thanking every, you know, Marcy. And it's like, I'm forgetting someone. And then he, he's like, my agent. He's like, Jerry, Jerry McGuire. McGuire. My ambassador of Quan. Yeah. Quan. Which... That's the moment where Jerry becomes a hot commodity now because now everyone knows Jerry Maguire's name again. Yeah. Even Katarina Vitt. Because Katarina Vitt is back. Yeah. She's like, hey, Jerry. And of course, I think I squealed in the theater when I saw her. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. It's one of my favorite skaters of all time. <laughs> I like that one guy. You remember Troy? Troy Aikman. Who wouldn't remember Troy fucking Aikman? Come on. That was the thing. Because like, I used to watch football in the 90s. And I, so- wanted, I wanted Jerry Maguire to go, Troy who? Troy who? It was kind of fun seeing all those people I used to watch because I used uh-huh. to watch football in the 90s. Weird. I know, it was weird. I used to love sports. I wanted to be a sports writer. Thank you. Weird. But, was, you know, seeing Deion Sanders and Elliot Smith and Troy Aikman and, mm-hmm. you know. Warren Moon showed up too, I think. Wow. He, when he, well, he was for the, Vi- he played for the Vikings. I think I saw Warren Moon in there. Warren Moon, um, our radio station, KWB. Mary, uh-huh. that, remember that song? Mary Moon. No. She's a vegetarian, Mary Moon, Mary no. Moon. My I'll find it and I'll local, put it in. It's, it's not streaming anywhere. Mary Moon, she's a vegetarian, Mary Moon, Mary Moon. What was it? Our local radio station had a song called Warren Moon. Okay. Before Randy Moss, right? Randy Moss was right after. Cool stuff. Weird. Okay. Um. Yeah, so he gets his... Contract he wants, and Jerry is now like hot Jerry, and he'll be getting you know his customers, but it hasn't changed his mantra no, less money or less clients, less less money, yeah, fewer Um, clients, less money, yeah, more things we think but do not say, sure, until Twitter comes around, Hmm. then we just say it. Yeah, can you imagine if Twitter was around during this Mm. time? There would be no this movie wouldn't work mission statement. He'd be tweeting at 2 a.m. after two slices of pizza. I mean, it'd be like if there were cell phones in the 70s, we would have caught the Zodiac by then. We sure as hell would. <sighs> but, you know. Yeah. And um, this is when Jerry realizes that he misses his wife. Not because of Ray. Not because he doesn't want to be alone. But he misses sharing things with Dorothy. He, well, because he, he sees Ray talking to Marcy. Yeah, because Ray, or not Ray. <laughs> Rod. Rod. Rod ta- Ray talking. Ray talking. talk too much. Ray talking to Rod was my, is one of my oh. favorite goddamn Who scenes. Who did? Because then you see Rod in the bathtub with soap bubbles on his head with his son. <laughs> yeah. What? Who? Who is this? Who do you? I'm trying to talk to Jerry McGuire, my agent. <laughs> are you, you a football, talk- Are you a football player? <laughs> You talk too much. Bye. Bye, Rod. Yeah, he sees Rod talking to Marcy and, you know, he's like, I love you so much. And and Jerry's like, I don't have that right now. I don't have that. Yeah. And not in, yeah, not in a way where Jerry can't be alone, but in a way where I want to share this with Dorothy, Mm -hmm. my partner in so many ways, Mm -hmm. um, that he goes, leaves the game. He doesn't need to be there anymore. He doesn't have a cell phone, though. (laughs) Rod still has it. Oh, yeah. Well, 
He doesn't need it. But he, he, he drives to uh, Dorothy's house. Who Dorothy is now part of the Divorced Women's Club. Is she part of it, though? Well, she's... Help- she's still sort of just kind of catering On the outskirts, <laughs> yeah. And we get probably the most famous scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I used to know by heart. And all the divorced women are talking. And he walks mm-hmm. in. I'm looking for Dorothy. I'm looking for my wife. Looking for my wife. He says, hello. Twice. Looking for my wife. And... I always notice Renee Zellweger during the scene because she, we see her dropping things. She, so she, she bumps the lamp and two so cups she, fall off. She has off. to bend over so she doesn't see him right away. Yeah. So she has to crouch down behind the couch to pick up her, her, cups, her yeah. cups and stuff. She's very slow to pick them up. Um, and then she looks, she sees them and then he, And she puts distance between them again. Because uh-huh. she goes to the opposite side of wherever he's standing because she moves mm-hmm. when he moves. Yeah. So it's still like kind of. Well, she's unsure why is he here. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we really can't read her face. She's just kind of in shock and right now. And she's not squinty. She's not squinty in this movie. She's just, uh, it, uh, one scene where he pulls her sunglasses down because she's crying after he says, let's get married. And he, he pulls her sunglasses down and so squinty and crying. Well, was, I didn't really yeah. notice. But it's a. Uh, because she's so happy. It's, it's apropos to that. Because she's so happy to that the she moment, though. <laughs> um, she gets much squintier yeah. later on in life. The, the squintiness comes in later. It's yeah. adult onset squintiness. <laughs> uh, so he begins his, you know... Um, his you complete me speech, basically. His, yeah. Because going back to us part early in the movie right after he quits work and she follows him they're in the elevator mm-hmm. and things are weird and awkward and they see a, a couple in there who's signing to each other uh-huh. you know and he, they're making you know they kind of kiss and he's like oh I wonder what they said huh. and she's like my favorite aunt was hearing impaired he just said you complete me which actually technically it he said you make me whole <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get technical sure um you complete me so that comes you know, it's that. It comes full circle. What's that? Um, Foreshadowing. Chekhov. Oh yeah, Chekhov's gun. Right, right, right. If you, you, you see you, it, you show a gun. You have to use it by the end. You of the have movie to use it. That's kind of what that is, right? Yeah. Um, this line you completely comes back, and <laughs> it's not Pavlov's dog. You know, he's like, we live in a cynical, cynical world. This, I mean, this is Tom Cruise at his apex. I'm sorry. Sure, it, sure, oh, sure. It's so good. Um. And he's like, you complete me. Because our little company had a big night, but I had yeah. no one to share it with. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, if you don't, I mean, you. A lot of that speech is If your heart good. isn't like, you know, I'm not saying you don't have to be bawling at this point, but if you're not like going, this is just great at this point, then you're a monster. I mean, a lot of that speech was good. The, we live in a cynical world part. I was like, well, yeah, I don't need to hear. I love it because I say that in my head all the time. <laughs> and then she's like, shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. You had me at hello. And she's like trying to cry and everyone else is crying. I do like when, because she's, she's sitting in with her sister's divorced women's group. And yeah. she's like, I used to think that, you know, men, men were, were the, the enemy. enemy. She's like, and I still, you know, maybe they are, but I still love the enemy. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. basically what she's saying is, I haven't given up hope. Yeah. Yeah. And unlike these old bitter these old women, crones. 
I guess when they filmed this scene, though, like some of the women actually started crying because of just watching the scene. Oh, what? Between well, Tom and yeah, between uh, Tom and Renee, um, some of the you know the women yeah, yeah. there actually were crying. Well, I mean, which you know, I think you're supposed to. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, they were so moved yeah, by it, they kind fine. of forgot that they were filming. <laughs> they're, they're they're in a movie. Um. Yeah, and they you know. Get back together. I mean, I guess that would sound so cheap. They get back together. Um, but it's one of those just great endings, you know. It's a yeah. I mean, it's I mean, if you can be cynical, use that word, and think it's you know unrealistic or well, the movie ends with the walk through Griffith Park. Are they at Griffith? Oh yeah, I didn't check. Did I? No, it's the same park that they used in the hook. I'm pretty in Hook, but I forgot what it was. Apache that Trails. A hundred percent like Griffith Park. Not Apache Trails. In Arizona. No, where was Hook filmed? I don't know. I only saw Hook like maybe, maybe twice, maybe once and a half. Maybe not even once, <laughs> <laughs> because I saw it in the theater and I threw up. Oh, is that the movie you threw up in? Yeah, that was at Meg's birthday party. Sour Patch. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, yeah. Griffith Park. Oh, it was Griffith Park. Jerry, Dorothy, and Ray walk together at the end. Ray throws baseball. Griffith Park. And he's like, hey. See, I know my Griffith Park. Yeah. But, I mean, they're now one. How far does he throw that baseball? It looks really far. He throws it from what would be the bleat, the the first several rows of, like, the third Foul baseline. Ball. Yeah. Throws it over like the first? infield. <laughs> Like he throws it over the mound. (laughs) And they're like, dude. And and of course, Jerry's like, hey, nice arm. And Dorothy's like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, looking at his his throw, there's no way that ball went that far. He throws like a two year old. (laughs) It's like big sweeping, like he's playing high line. (laughs) Like his arm is like ramrod. (laughs) Doesn't have any joints. Like his arm is a two by four. Flip. Uh, oh, eleven point two was his contract. Sorry, I just thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, eleven point two for four years. That's yeah. I would more it. than what he wanted. He wanted ten million. Ten for three. Was so, it ten for three? Yeah, that's what Marcy said. Ten million three years. Yeah. Oh. So I mean, it's... well, because the the three years is you 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 have a job for three years. Yeah. Now he has a job for. Yeah, which would probably be the end play of the or movie. no play. He's yeah got that money now. So yeah, the movie ends, and I cried. Did you? Well, I teared up. I teared up. Okay. I always tear up during certain scenes. I don't like watching Tom Cruise cry. I realize. Yo, you giggled. It's always gross. I Why? thought it was. I thought it was horrible in Magnolia. So when does he cry? Magnolia, Magnolia. and this one. And I don't like it. He doesn't. He looks great when he runs. He's a great runner. He looks Everyone great when he smirks. He looks gross when he sm- he cries. Well, you're. Weird. I live in a cynical. You live cynical in a cynical world. Cynical world. So the yeah. only scene where he cries is when, when he's, he's watching, trying to say goodbye to Ray. Well, when he <laughs> he's watching I, Ray sleep. Yeah, at night. After the break, he doesn't cry at the end. I mean, he no. his eyes are red. He's had an emotional night. 
at the end. Oh, you complete me. Hey, no, no, no. They're kind of red. He's not like crying. He's though. it's jet lag face. It's flying sure, around. Sure, because he they flew from Arizona. Yeah, he did. You think that was, that night? You think that was technically possible? Sure, it's Arizona. It's only eh. it's a it's a four hour drive. It's a long divorce club meeting. Um. I don't mind him crying. You know, I only saw Magnolia once. and I only saw the scene where he cries. I think I only liked the scenes with Tom Cruise. And I was like, he's not in this movie a month. I mean, he's not in this movie enough. Doesn't his dad die in that movie? Yeah, I think so. That's why he cries. Because his dad was an asshole, but he, PTA. he dies. Speaking of PTA, Sean and I had a Paul Thomas Anderson conversation today. And how I've like, eh, I've seen like one of his movies. Magnolia. And I don't remember it. Um, I think this is his best role this? still. McGuire. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. Yeah. Um, and I'm really pissed. I think we kind of brushed over this when we were talking about Mission Impossible, how he doesn't really do these roles anymore. I feel like once he didn't win for Magnolia, he's like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do movies that make a shit ton of money. And I get to do stunts. See, and then... He doesn't do... You know, he did Magnolia and Eyes Wide Shut in 99. After That's the last time we get to see Tom, Cru- Tom Cruise in like a dramatic... Like a serious dramatic role. Like a Tom Cruise role. Now it's just Mission Impossible and Jack Creature. And, interchangeable. And, and Edge of Tomorrow. They're like action movies yeah. that make a lot of money. Well, it's I, put me on green screen and I'll run around. Yeah. Because mm. I feel like he just gave up on trying to... I don't want to say he's doing these just to get Oscars, but we don't see him but in roles But he's like, like no one's taking me seriously then, so. I mean, but if people sit and watch Jerry Maguire, it's like, fuck, Tom Cruise is really good. Yeah. yeah, he is. Which is sort of like the, which I'm, I'm afraid might happen now with Sandler, Adam Sandler. It's already happened. Because he did all punch his goofy love. shit. Punch drunk, it started with Punch Drunk Love. I never Paul Thomas it. Anderson. Thank you. And then he does Uncut Gems, which he should have been fucking nominated for. Did Doesn't you watch get it, though? It. No. It's too stressful for you. Yeah. And so now, what, is he going to go back to doing his bullshit comedies now? No. Or is he going to keep trying? Is he going to keep I think he'll keep on trying. This? He'll keep on trying. Because it's a different it's a different landscape than it was in mm-hmm. 2000. We have Netflix now, and we have more opportunities for... So is it sort of the opposite now of what Tom Cruise did? I would love to see Tom Cruise in a dramatic role. Or a romantic role like this again. We don't see him in that. No, we haven't seen him in anything, really. Just That's too bad. His action issue. He was nominated uh, for Jerry Maguire. Uh, he did not win. I think Ray Fiennes won or something. I don't know. English so that was... Yeah, Ray Fiennes won, didn't he? Did he win? I don't know. I don't know. He won the Golden Globe. Um, He didn't... He didn't win the Oscar. Um... Which was did Renee get were there any women nominated from Jeremy Maguire? Did Renee just Cuba Gooding Jr. Okay. I think just him and uh and Tom. Yeah, um I have the Academy Awards here. So it was nominated for Best Picture, did not win. Best actor, did not win. Original screenplay, did not win. Supporting actor, mm-hmm. Cuba Gooding, he won. And then film editing was nominated. So it was nominated for five, it won one. Okay. Um, it's better than that, but okay. It is, and if you ask people now, what what do you remember watching, English Patient or Jerry Maguire? 
I, mean, I don't. I couldn't. I don't remember what else came out that year. Well, English Patient was like a plane crash in the desert, right? Isn't that what it was? Yeah, and is like it, it takes of, place is it the time over of Nazis. Was or Nazis World War ever One? Oh, was it? Oh, no. It takes place over a long period of time. Like I think they were old ma- old people makeup. Oh really? Um. What the fuck? I'm looking at the 1997, oh the 69th Academy Awards. <laughs> nice. So, uh, best Jeffrey Rush won Best Actor for Shine, which I will never see. That's um, the violin movie, right? Did he play the violin or cello or something? I don't know. It looks it's like a orchestral movie, right? Isn't he like a musician? And then you know, Best Picture was English Patient. English Patient won a shit ton of mm-hmm. awards. Oh my god! Walter Murch won for Best Sound Editing. Our good friend Walter Murch, the director of Return to Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound editing, sound mixing. Oh, screenplay was um, what well, was adapted? Sling Blade. Oh yeah, yeah Billy yeah. Bob. Yep. Uh, Fargo. That was the year of Fargo. So they oh, won original. Okay. That was you know they won their screenplay. Cool. Uh, whatever. So. It was a tough year, but if you look at what was nominated, um, it was the only Best Picture Oscar nom that was like not in an independent movie. Um, if you look at all those other movies, they're all like Miramax independent movies, and then Jeremy Gar was the only one that was like a big studio. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it was also the only Best Picture nominee that didn't get a Best Director nom. Cameron Crowe didn't get nominated. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is kind of shitty. Because I think this is Cameron Crowe's best movie. The Academy is often shitty. I know, they are. And they're, uh, we wouldn't be talking about the Academy if they weren't wrong every year. <laughs> but I think this is Cameron Crowe's best movie. Um, I don't know... Almost Famous. Which never you've never it. seen, which is crazy. That's his second best. Um, I mean, obviously, Say Anything, Vanilla oh yeah. Sky, we saw in the theater. Did we see we Vanilla did. Sky? We did. I 2001, we saw it the same month we saw Ocean's Eleven. I don't think we saw Vanilla Sky. We did. I don't remember Vanilla Sky. Because saw- it's a very forgettable movie. I walked on the set of Vanilla Sky. Great. But I remember seeing it. This it was like the same month as Ocean's Eleven. It was like fucking November of two thousand one, October, November, September. One of those. I don't know. That's and I remember I was so excited because I'm like I love Jerry Maguire. Oh wait, I, I love Almost Famous. I love Cameron Crowe. I did a report about Cameron Crowe in college. I was so excited, and I remember thinking, Does Vanessa guy take place in like Spain or somewhere? Well, Penel- Penelope Cruz is in it. I know, but does it take place? Abre in- los ojos. I don't know where it fucking takes place. I don't remember it, but I remember seeing it and I remember thinking, this is not what I thought it was going to be. Whatever. I do think we saw it now. And of course we saw Elizabeth Town. <laughs> With Orlando? With Orlando and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, oh, was it Kirsten Dunst? Yeah, it sure was. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Oh my God. Well, we, we own it. so We do? We sure do. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Cool. So uh, Janet Jackson actually auditioned and was initially accepted as Marcy as Marcy Tidwell. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> cool story. Cool story. And so Jackson is re- is referenced twice in the film. You see a Janet poster hanging in TP's room, and then Cuba Gooding always, you know, says, "What have you done for me lately?" Okay, cool. Um, a lot of, I mean, a lot of women were considered for the role of Dorothy. They went through a lot of chicks. Uh, Patri- <laughs> Patricia Arquette, Bridget Fonda, Winona Ryder, Marissa Tomei, Mir- Mira Sor- Sorvino. Um, Diane Lane was considered for the role of Avery. I can see Di- Diane Lane. Uh, you have Damon Wayans and I don't know, McKelty Williamson. Do you know that name? Uh-uh. Oh, considered for, you know, Rod Tidwell. Billy Wilder was, con- um, Cameron Crowe wrote the role for Billy Wilder and, uh, as Dickie Fox, but Billy Wilder said no. Because he was like 90. Then he saw the movie. He's like, oh, that was good. Damn. <laughs> oh, it happens. It happens. Um. So Cameron Crowe stated that Jerry's memo or mission statement was directly influenced by Jeffrey Kastenberg's tirade after leaving Disney. Really? Yeah. I don't know how true that is, but... You know, Katzenberg famously left Disney. I don't know if he left in that kind of fashion. I don't feel like he would get my empathy like Jerry gets my empathy. <laughs> but. But you said that the mission statement was based on Katzenberg, not the exit. The mission statement, yeah. And I don't know if Katzenberg wrote something like that. I don't. I mean, if he did, it's nowhere in public. Unless I haven't really searched for it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it has an 83% Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good. I would have guessed it would have been higher, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, 83 is certainly commendable. Yeah. Um, Roger Ebert gave it 3 out of 4. Okay. Oh, shit. My notes just went away. Um... I always do that. How do I accidentally delete something? Jesus. And he's, oh, he said, there are so many subplots that Jerry Maguire seems too full. What are the subplots? Cushman. I mean, he's, I think that's the point, though, Ray. is that he's so, there's so many things. You couldn't just have it. Jerry is juggling too many balls. He's got too many plates. In sure. Air. Sure. That's the point of the movie. Kind of. But, I mean, you couldn't He's have, spreading himself too thin. You couldn't have just a sports movie without any... Ugh, that'd be gross. Romance. You couldn't have just the romance movie without any of the, you know, the sports. They balance each other out, and I think it's perfect how it... Well, those aren't plots. Those are themes. True. I don't know. I don't think it's too full. Do you? No. Why are you laying down? My back hurts. Okay. Get on with it. Oh my God, with it. We have a podcast to watch. Oh, shit. He also said that the film starts out looking cynical and quickly becomes a heart warmer. Well, I mean, that's that's the theme of the fucking movie. Yeah, Raj. Raj, open your mouth. Let me close your mouth. (laughs) Um, AFI, when they did their top 10 list, 
uh, Jerry Maguire was acknowledged as the 10th best film in the sports genre. Sure. Okay. And uh, let's see, number 100 on its list of 100 passions. Eh. Okay. And then they had quotes, show me the money and you had me at hello were ranked by AFI, AFI. 22, I mean, 25 and 52, respectively. Okay. Uh, it's the best-selling non-Disney VHS tape of all time. VHS? Yeah. Three Remember mil- those? <laughs> over 3 million copies sold on the first day. And another. I do remember it being a, a, a big deal. I never owned it on VHS. I think I just, I got the DVD. Obviously, we own it. Like, I remember... Jeremy Guire being a big deal and me not having had seen it yet was like, I don't get it. Why are, what, I'm why? Not, I'm not part of this conversation. It looks going like on? sports. <laughs> Is that what you thought? Well, I didn't know what it was about. It looked like sports. I'm like, why? What is the big deal? What? There's so when football. Did you, when did you finally see it? I have no idea. No idea. Okay. Quite possible, no. So, 96, December, um, you were going to school? Uh-huh. Living at home? Sure. Bring that up again. Um, seeing movies with your mom. <laughs> but you didn't see this one. I feel like this is one she would have seen with her sisters. I don't know. I mean, I definitely didn't see it in the theater, so I don't know. I'm sure remember, you... Remember, I didn't see it until after I saw the acceptance After the speech. Oscars, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you rented it or something. Maybe. That's... Wow. Oh, I forgot all about we used to rent movies. Yeah, that's we used true. We rent movies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably did rent it with someone. Who knows? Um. Yeah, so what are, I mean, any, like, highlights you just think are great? Or... Jonathan Lipnicki. Yeah, do you mention how fucking, what happened to him? I know He's... he was in, like, a vampire that movie. That vampire movie, yeah, Little Vampires or whatever. <laughs> Little Nicky? Little Nicky, that's what it was. With Adam Sandler. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of. And then he kind of, you know, he just didn't, he wasn't. No, wait, he... Little Nicky. No. No, Big Daddy, no. Little, it doesn't matter. Little Nicky, right? Little Nicky was like the van- not an Adam Sandler movie. It wasn't. No. Oh, now I gotta click on his I don't name. Think it was. I swear he I mean, was. It... Oh yeah, the little vampire. Yeah. Oh, he was in Stuart Little. As the as Stuart. And Stuart, no, as the kid. Stuart's a fucking mouse. I mean, <laughs> he's not a mouse. <laughs> oh wait, wasn't the mouse Michael J. Fox? Oh. Was you know he's twenty nine years old. Okay. He's born in 1990. Okay. So he was six fucking years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Got paid money to say fuck. That's awesome. He trains in mixed martial arts. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. I don't think he really works anymore, though. He does a lot of... um, He's been a speaker for the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. He's involved with the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. Oh, good for him. Um, pets and their stars. He's still well. He's he's still acting. He did a movie in 2019. I mean, TV. I, like I know he slimmed down a lot. He, he played himself in the worst cooks in America. Okay. <laughs> he went to Orgor High School. 
in Agora Hills. Um, yeah, he's definitely him and you know Bonnie Hunt. Whenever they're on screen, you're. I feel, but you know I feel like that's with all the characters, in, all the characters in this movie. I found myself getting excited whenever I would see Marcy come on screen. Uh huh. And and Laurel Bonnie Hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just I, I was like. What else are they going to say that's going to make me laugh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to see their their reaction. I want to see their face. I want to yeah. see them do something that no one else sees. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the point of them. Ugh. Because they're the they're the almost the antagonist of our heroes in this movie, but not like in a bad way. They're, they're the thorns you know. in people's sides. Yeah. Because she's. Yeah. Because Marcy's prodding Rod to get his shit together, to get the money, to get, mm-hmm. to put your family in order. Yeah. Laurel is in a thorn in Dorothy's side. Get, you know. Be smart. Don't, don't fall for this guy. do this dumb shit that I know you're going to do. Because he's just going to let you down. Like I know guys else. like this. Yeah. You know. Oh, she's so good. <laughs> um, do you remember? So the, the hit song from this movie, Secret Garden by Bruce... Springsteen. Uh-uh. Should you in your heart. No. I mean, I know that song. Yeah, I know. Anyway, there... That was the hit song, though, from this movie? Yeah. There was okay. a version they played on the radio that had dialogue in it. From the movie? From the movie. And I heard that particular version of that song so many times because I used to listen to the radio. And you and thought it was the actual song? No. Oh. No, but those li- th- those bits of dialogue, mm-hmm. when I heard it in the movie, I'm like, oh my God, I know these so well. I love him for the man he wants to be, and I love him for the man that he almost is. Mm-hmm. There's two squirrels on the roof of our neighbor's house, by the way. I just saw them run by. That's what I saw. Okay, I thought I saw something um, in <laughs> Which was a line from the song dialogue part. I was like, oh my God. Like, those lines are burned in my brain. Same with Titanic. There was a version of My Heart Will Go On that had dialogue in it. And so, so every time... I, I, I never listened to any radio You never listened to... It. It was, yeah, it was only, you know, <laughs> top 40 radio. But the same thing happened when I watched Titanic. I was like, holy shit, these lines. I know from them from the dialogue version of of Celine's song. And the same thing happened last night. Weird. I was like, oh my God. That seems they gross. Play, they played this line. And... I would hear that song on the radio and I would cry because of the dialogue. I don't like that idea. That's like They don't do that that's anymore. That's like buying books with the pictures of the movie on the cover of the book. Wow. I don't do that. I Now a major motion picture. I don't yeah. I don't buy those books. I used to. I buy the original books. I have what I have Empire of the Sun has the oh. has the movie poster on it. Um I did have a Lord of the Rings. I know you did. Twilight, I don't. I have the originals. Thank you. Harry Potter, I don't think they ever released covers with... No, remember they did those weird adult did. versions? Yes. But they're not the movie ones. No, no, though. no, I know. They're just like very like boring covers on like a desk and shit. But yeah, they're like the smaller paperbacks that would <laughs> yeah. be in the adult paperback section. Yeah. So they could be on the adult paperback... Um, bestseller list. Bestseller list. Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, they never had um, movie versions, though. Which is good. I don't think I would no. have liked I, those. You know what? I bet you they do now, though. I bet you could find it. I've never seen one. And I think I've seen all the Harry Potter covers. Actually, you know what? From I every country. I don't know that they ever did. Yeah. I don't think so. 
Anyway. Because I know they re- released those newer editions with like the illustrated shit. And it still has the, uh, what's her name? Mary Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Still has her, her art and stuff. I'm like, and it's those the huge, like. I mean, the only ones worth getting in America, the Mary Grand Prix ones mm-hmm. and the Kazu Kibushi ones. Kazu. Uh, Kibushi, yeah, uh, the amulet guy. Mm-hmm. I love his covers. His are great. But so I checked those books out from the library because uh-huh. I love the covers, and then I was like, I'll just read these versions. But the font is different. That's not um, Garamond. It's not Garamond. And when you're used to, I know it sounds really dumb. Like who gives a fuck what the font is? But when you're so attached to that text, and suddenly the text looks different. I wonder if I would notice. I don't know. I don't know. And there's no, like, each chapter in Mary Grand Prix has an illustration mm-hmm. on the chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, The Boy Who Lived, it's Harry mm-hmm. Burrito. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the Kazi ones don't have illustrations on the chapters. Oh, really? No. Oh. But, you know, whatever. It's it's cool. I still really, really love those covers. I thought he did a great job, so. Okay. And he well, follows me on Twitter. That, that's <laughs> it for Harry Potter case. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. The Secret Garden, Bruce Springsteen, one of his biggest hits. Okay. You know, it was actually written um, for an album before the movie came out. Didn't make it on the album, but made it into this movie. And it's now on his greatest hits album. That's okay. the only album it's on. It's like his greatest hits. I, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, I know. You don't fucking care. I don't know why, because it was a really big deal at the time. And did I mention the song had dialogue in it? And the I... last line of the song is, you had me at hello. Oh, my God. I hate this song already. <laughs> it's on our playlist, and you will... No, I'm not. You're, you have to put it in the... No. You have to. No. Because those were the parts that I got teary. When you just you don't even hear him singing, it's the da, na, 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 na. I got emotional because there's that shot. You know what shot I'm talking about? Where she's they're going on their date and he's waiting in the street. In the street, and she runs out with her bare feet. Her bare feet her shoes. and they're it's that wide that wide shot. Well on the very wet street. On the wet street of uh, Manhattan Beach. Um and they're standing there in the street. And you hear the just the instrumental version of Bruce's song, and it's so great. It's such a Cameron Crow moment. It's Lloyd Dobler with his fucking radio that he's holding up to to Diane in "Say Anything." It's that it's that kind of moment, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I I just think this movie is is great. I think I think it's his best movie. I think it's. I know it's ballsy of me to say it's Tom Cruise's best performance because you have stuff like, um, you know, Born on the Fourth of July and you have Cocktail. I'm sorry. It's great. <laughs> he's he's had a lot of good performances. I think this is his best. Cocktail's good. It's, cocktail is good. It's better than Tom Cruise, though. No, Tom Cruise is better than Cocktail. What are you talking about? I mean... I, I, you know what? I haven't seen Cocktail in decades. It's not good, but it's good, if you know what I mean. But I feel like it's... I feel like it's... I remember it better than it is. Probably. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it, it's... 
my it's nothing without elizabeth shoe i mean i love her i love elizabeth shoe mm-hmm. and i love her in that movie mm-hmm. um yeah it's not a good movie but it's it's you know how we were talking about good cable movies cocktail is a fantastic cable movie because it's easily edited you know there's no i mean they can easily <laughs> change a word <sighs> oh it's so good and hey, some, anyway, I, okay. okay i had that vhs i never got it on dvd and i'm very sad about it maybe i'll buy it huh? okay um anything else about jerry Maguire you wanted to talk about renee zelliger um we didn't really talk about her a whole lot um i liked her so much in this movie me too she's got great looks like her facial expressions because she doesn't squint she doesn't squint nothing wrong with squinting but um the fact that she was an unknown when this is a huge movie and to be tom cruise's love interest was a huge deal because this is you know like we said tom cruise had his apex i mean he's so popular um and to have an unknown play opposite him was pretty crazy especially you know all the people that we're in consideration for Dorothy. And, I mean, she's not... Okay. What? She's not... Mm-hmm. Kelly Preston. Okay. Yes, yeah, true. She kind of pales. Yeah. But I mean, she. But that's on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean. So what's your point? <laughs> I don't know. They didn't put someone conventionally hot in her role. Yeah, yeah. They w- it wouldn't work if she was. It'd be. You would be like, oh, of course, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. yeah. Because you don't want to think, oh, she's too good for him. Or you don't want to think that they're on the same level at first, you know? Because, yeah, we know she's not. I mean, well. She works in accounting. And he's the perfect sales guy. He knows her name. He knows where she sits because he needs to know details. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. He's like, she's like, you don't know me. I work at SMI. He's like, Dorothy Boyd. Yeah, he knows what like, cubicle she's in. Whatever co- cubicle. What, what's hanging on her cubicle. Um, Schwarzenegger's body on someone else's face or whatever yeah, the fuck know. it was. <laughs> yeah. She's like, pretty good. It's pretty good. But yeah. So yeah, I mean, he plays smarmy and kind of slick very well. Mm-hmm. But then he and also then, can then like, turn it on a dime. When he's in the elevator and he's been beaten down from his company. Oh, he's at his lowest. He, like, he's all sweaty and he looks just, he looks homeless in the elevator. Yeah. It looks like his suit is too big for him. I mean, he's something like. He's constantly wearing t-shirts that are way too big all of a sudden. <laughs> that was the style. Are those Shaq's t-shirts? Yeah, that was style in the mid-90s. But anyways, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, we don't have fucking Google. We can just ask the phone. Um, I wanted to quick go the numbers. The budget was fifty million. I'm sure, a big chunk of that was Tom's salary. Sure. Um, what do you think it made? You said fifty million was 50 yeah, mi- and it was the high. It was the ninth highest grossing film of ninety six. 
I couldn't tell you what was in that top eight. Two hundred million. Two seventy three. Okay. Two hundred and seventy three point six million. The ninth huh? highest growing grossing film of nineteen ninety eight. I can tell you that Independence Day was number one. Oh yeah, duh. Tom had another movie in the top ten. Mission Impossible was mm-hmm. number three. So it's Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, The Rock. I mean, these are all these are all fucking good great year movies. for movies. Hunchback of Notre Dame was number five. 101 Dalmatians, which I didn't see and I don't plan to. Sorry, Glenn Close. Ransom. Oh, yeah. Give me back my son. The Nutty Professor, which I I didn't see. Then Jerry Maguire. Then Eraser. What the fuck's Eraser? Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. It's that... It was 99. I was thinking um, end of... End game. End of... What? That, like, apocalyptic one he did. End... Times end of, I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, erase those. But yeah, um, that's a good top ten. I saw a good chunk of those in the theater. Independence Day, I saw it twice in one day. Um. So what number are we on? Two eleven. I don't know. So that's yeah, Jerry Maguire. We will pick our next week. I think we are on two hundred and eleven. Yes, yeah, your phone. Hey Google, pick a number from one to two hundred and eleven. she say oh. here's a random number 99 99 didn't I predict like a Star Wars movie I don't think we will that's further down the list I'm still waiting for an animated Lego Ninjago movie never seen it I think I saw it Lego Ninjago I don't know if I did I never did Kira I got it I think I did Our- our daughter got it for like Christmas or her birthday because she loved Ninjago. And we enjoyed we, it. I, I mean, the yeah, show. I liked the show. The show was great. I don't know if I saw never it. saw the movie, and the movie didn't do as well as like Lego Batman and Lego Movie because I think at that point people were like, "Okay, we're done." Another Lego Movie, yeah, we're done. But I, um, I love the Ninjago characters. Mm-hmm. I think this would be kind of fun. Maybe Kira will watch it. Oh wait, this is Laloid. Laloid. This is where we get Laloid. I did see a part of this movie. I know that. Cool. Okay. All right. Like another Yay, animated. Another Lego movie. <laughs> we don't have Lego Batman. I thought we did. We don't. Oh, we don't. Nope. Oh. I watched it on HBO. Okay. All right. So we're going back to animation for another week. Um, I don't know if this is streaming, but. And I don't think I tweeted for next Friday's <laughs> tweet. The last week's. Yeah. God damn it. You're really bad at that. <laughs> Um, all right well cool follow us on no don't follow us listen to us on uh, Spotify Apple Podcasts wherever we don't care um, tell a friend you know um, most important enjoy your movies <laughs> yeah okay that's all I have we live in a cynical cynical world we have a live podcast to watch now. Yeah, now we're going to go watch a live podcast. Okay. Okay. Till next week. Bye. See ya. Every day I get in the queue. To get on the bus that takes me to you.